is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 142 of the Just Too Sweet Show. I am the beast from the East, Mr. Big Daddy Tim Tobali himself. With me, as always, is my tag team partner, A to Z, Eric Zant. Eric, my brother, what is going on this week? Nothing much, man. Good to be back. I'm digging the uh, the early darkness. It uh, gives me a chance to get home and come in and settle in, and I've been looking forward to doing the show. Um, I'm I'm just stoked and excited, man. Happy to be back with my with my hetero life mate, Mr. Tim Tabala, and I'm ready to take back the airwaves. Word. And uh, and you might as well say, and we'll make the announcement, A to Z will be returning. So we, we, you're working on some stuff. We're booking oh, some yeah. guests. We're getting a new band. We're you got some writers off the strike might be joining us, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, uh, definitely. We're we're uh, like we were talking, man. Uh, we I've been uh, toying around with some stuff. We definitely got some cool guests coming. Uh, we do got a new house band. It's it's uh, it's Max Weinberg's uh, second cousin's ex-wife's um, step brother who is leading the band. So he's it's it's going to be great. It's just, and that, it's that's gonna... that's not an easy get. That's no, as you know, Tim, it was tough. I had to, I had to have you reach out to some channels down in the city, and you know, I'm sorry that you had to walk from uh, Queens Boulevard all the way to, all the way to uh, uh, Columbus. It. Yeah, but it's, it's just, worth you know, it. It worth was, it. But we got it, we got it set. So, but we're here tonight, and we are ready, Tim. What are we getting into tonight? Well, we said we have some. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, before we even get to the main subjects, though, we got a couple little minor news things I want to bring up. Oh, real okay. Quick. Um, our last show we went over the Iron Claw trailer. Yeah. For like for like an hour, just repeatedly. And it was, I, yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was awesome. It was. Um, our first little bit of news. I mean, in the, in the world of oh, I I forgot to make a banner for it, but uh, according to Billy Corgan, uh, NWA his 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 federation is getting a TV deal. Supposedly yes. with the CW. Yep. Interesting, because here comes Very. more. Here comes more wrestling. Yep, it's you know, good. And, and uh, uh, NW, I, I have never watched it, so I'm actually looking forward to getting, you know, checking it out and seeing what it's all about, and hopefully, we have another interesting product to watch. I'll be honest, dude. I've been since they started. I've been. I haven't been faithful, but I mean, I try to watch a few times a month when I have the chance because it's on YouTube and stuff. It's really good. Uh, they got some good wrestling. It's it's like the old. NWA studio wrestling. It's uh you know it's modern, so it's you know the cameras are better. Uh it's got a little more a few more people in the audience, but uh as far as like the action goes, um it's a it's a little bit of a mix of old and new because it's NWA and, and Billy's a traditionalist, so there it's good and uh I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the I actually like the NWA more than I like AEW. I really do. And Corgan has a good relationship with Vince. Well, yes, he does. Not, not that Vince is anything big with WWE anymore. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Um, whether that's going to help, maybe he'll try to do like a like what what AEW does with Ring of Honor and you know New Japan and and all those other shit they try to have. A, maybe NWA will be like their like a cross promotion kind of thing, cross promotion yeah. type thing. So I can see that working out pretty good for them. So good I for them. Uh, Billy Corgan said he'll once once it's fully fully official, he's going to announce it. On the uh, busted open program on on Sirius, that's the, oh busted open radio, yeah, that's good. That's that's Bully Ray and uh, and, and and a bunch of other guys. It's a good show, not not better than ours, but no, I'll say they're better than us. But we're like right behind them. Oh no, they're not better than us. Right, I'm right. Sorry. 
maybe by an inch. They're, they're like, eh, yeah, just because they're on Sirius. That's the only thing. Also, did you uh, also to add to your what you're talking about? Did you also hear that Billy Corgan wants to reincorporate the territories? Really? You didn't hear that? So no. basically, what I understand about it is he wants to bring the territories back, and what he means by that is he, I think, he wants to start out like going around and trying to get like all these some of these bigger independents in different places in the country to join in with the NWA and have territories. So like, you know, it would almost be like the old days, like where the champion would go here and then go there and go there. They'd have their own regional champion, like, you know, the Missouri heavyweight champion, but the NWA champion would show up and like, I think it's a great idea. I really do. Cause it's going to bring more wrestling. It's going to make regional wrestling more popular. And it's going to give us, like you said, something else to watch, you know, so so WWE and AEW don't, you know, it, it makes sense at this time. In this time, you know, is it even? I know it'll never happen. It, it's time for that big. It is WWE AEW crossover thing. Both 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 guys involved should shut their mouths, make it happen because it would be the biggest thing in history. If Marvel and DC can fucking join together, why can't they? Yeah, and you know, even if it's a one shot, like remember how like Dusty Rhodes would come up and wrestle Superstar Billy Graham? Yeah, like, stuff even like if it's that. just even if it's just something, it doesn't have to be this giant. Oh, whatever, just throw fucking MJF up there to have him work fucking Seth Rollins or something for like summer or something. Yeah, have or have a Survivor Series. Yeah, simple but, as that. Survivor well, Series. The thing is, man, is like is is the I, I can't remember if it was Dutch or somebody. Um, was talking about back in the day, wrestlers could make a living. You could make, you could go from Florida to Texas, from Texas to Missouri, from Missouri to Portland. You could make a stopover in WWF. You go to the NWA. You could go to um, you know all these different territories. You you had a chance to make Memphis, uh, Mid South. You had a chance to make money. And nowadays, these indie guys, you know, I hate calling them indie guys, but. There's so many professional wrestlers, but there's nobody's really making a living out of it. So this is gonna if this territory system comes back, dude. If this territory system comes back, this is gonna give a lot of workers a lot more places to go to and sit. You know, they can live wherever and they can uh, they can make some money. They can work for like Portland and make, mm-hmm. make instead of making like two hundred bucks a month, they can make two hundred bucks a night. You know, it's like it's and it's going to it's really going to I really think this needs to happen. I really do. Well, let's see what happens. I mean, hopefully they're successful with their TV deal. Supposedly it's with the CW. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, a lot of changes can be coming to that because uh, WWE is leaving Fox. Yep. So that's going to be another big deal. Um, And we need we need weekend wrestling again. This Monday night, Tuesday night, weeknight. We need a good, solid, strong weekend wrestling i would love a program. fucking saturday morning show like like an old school or a I would saturday love... night a sa- like 11 in the morning and a, and a saturday night dude it, even if it was just pre-taped just cool shit like back in the day i would i would dig that yeah what's this what is this obsession with being live all the time like dude I used... wrestling challenge primetime wrestling like it was so good like it was you know you don't need to see shit live because they did a lot of house show stuff they did a lot of preliminary stuff it, it was just it was awesome and 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 it gave you more exposure you know and it, and what it did is it sold tickets to live events so mm-hmm. it's like 
I don't know, man. Like the formula of wrestling was thrown out the window. I don't mean to sound. I don't mean to sound like Jim, <laughs> but like it needs to come back. Something needs to come back. So, well, perfect segue because something is coming back, and that is TNA Wrestling Impact yes. is going back, changing their name I back saw that too. to Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. I saw that too, which I think is cool. Impact sucks. It does. It's a sucky name. It's a sucky thing. TNA was at least cool. I, I don't know. I think my wrestling has to have the three letters in it, maybe. <laughs> maybe sometimes that's how I prefer my wrestling. Yeah. Uh, they're going back to TNA. Um, okay. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what the whole story behind it is, but I like it. I like, I like it, too. It. And hopefully, again, I hope another company. I I, look, I don't think it's getting watered down. I think we need more. We do. Because WWE dominates, and it gets a little boring. AEW is, is dropping the ball. They're wait. They're. I mean, and I should, let me let me let me let me rephrase that. Tony Khan is dropping the ball. He is, and we say this every week. The man should not be booking. No, he he wants to run TV. Fine, he wants to wants to uh, you know do all the stuff in the state. You know, behind the scenes. Fine, he should not be booking. <clears throat> no, shouldn't be. He just shouldn't and be doing it. You you've got so many guys there. You got Arn Anderson. You got Dean Malenko. You got the Big Show. You got guys with experience that could be. Like a Arn might be Arn might be gone. They let his kid go. Oh, okay. Well, he, they, he they might got be gone. So many guys that that have experience. You can have you can have a, a Patterson Briscoe kind of thing, a Booker, and you know agent like like. There's too many agents, too many writers. It's like something AEW. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but AEW is is gonna like uh, they're 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 gonna be in trouble, man. Like, they're just not. They're blowing money, and it's not getting them anywhere. Their ratings are in the toilet, dude. And the you know, the attendance is ridiculous. Big Show got caught in um, Ohio Valley saying buy one get one free. You know, you yeah. buy one, you get or you get two free or something. It was they're just trying to trying to put asses in seats, and and that tells you that the product is not good because if you have a good enough product, you don't need to do that. Like, well, <coughs> hopefully, said hopefully TNA get no six sided ring, please though, because that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Stick to your force. So you don't need the gimmick anymore. No, everyone knows who you are. Yep. Um. Speaking of an empty ring, Sting announced his retirement, and the poor guy had to announce his retirement in front of a hamp at the arena, which yeah. was absolutely terrible. But That's Sting did announce his retirement. Uh, his last match is coming up in 2024, early January, February. Um, I know we give Sting a lot of shit sometimes, Eric, but yeah, but I mean, overall career, he, what he you, carved what, out. What's that? Yeah, well, yeah, he carved out his name, like you said, but. What is your favorite rendition of Sting, and 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 where do you think you know what went wrong or what went right? Okay, so my favorite Sting is eighty-seven to ninety-one. I like the classic bleach blonde Sting with the with the wild paint. Uh, he was so over. <clears throat> he was he was a super a bona fide superstar in NWA WCW when they weren't really even trying to do that, they were still trying to keep the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, but you know, they were trying to compete with WWF, but um, they, they just, it just wasn't like working for him. But sting was the only guy that was that over and he's always been over. And that's my favorite sting. I, I let go. I let go when the crow thing came. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I thought the whole, cause when, Everybody started coming into the NWO, and then Sting wasn't wrestling. He was doing the Crow thing. It was okay for a little bit, but he should have just done that and then came out and did whatever. But it lasted 
They they fucking pulled it out too long. Oh, that was okay. It was a year. <clears throat> yeah, it he was, was up. He was up in the Raptors for a year before he even came down to fight Hogan. And that wasn't even like, and, and like it wasn't even like a big whatever. It was like, it was like, oh, okay, gee, finally, it's like. And then so, they blew. Remember, they blew the they blew the ending too. They blew the ending. So I wasn't a fan of that sting. I wasn't. I didn't pay much attention to the TNA sting. Um, Let me say something. Joker sting is underrated. Joker see, sting I, was actually very good because when you when you when you let a guy like that after all those years let him loose. Yeah, but I thought he was fantastic as Joker's thing. I thought Joker's thing was pretty entertaining. I thought it was okay, and it played on pop culture, which wrestling borrows from, and um, and it was appropriate for the time. I thought it was okay, but I'll be honest, man, TNA never really grabbed me. Like, it just seemed like WCW version two again, mm-hmm. because I, I know they highlighted AJ Styles and and all that other stuff, and it gave AJ a chance to do whatever, but. And I think that was good, but I just think that they focused like when Hogan got there, it ruined everything. Like, um, <laughs> we're gonna and, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna have a whole bunch of talks about Hogan. Oh, a little bit. I, oh I know. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Kurt Angle either in in TNA. I thought his best he he thinks his best work was there, but I think his best work was WWF. Um, I wasn't a big fan of, I don't know, just TNA lost me and and like I like Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff thinks he's better than he really is like jeff jarrett is one of the main fucking reasons aew is failing right now he is because one i he's got into fucking tony khan's head yep that's number one i hear he's Uh he's doing a little shenanigans on the side but two no one wants to fucking see you anymore jeff you know this is the company that was supposed to highlight your younger guys give your young guys a shot why is jeff jarrett taking up fucking screen time no one wants to see jeff jarrett no, not only that, Tim, if Jarrett was as good and as over as he was, he would have made a bigger impact in the WWF. He would have made a bigger impact in WCW when he was there. Instead, when he was there, ratings were shit in WCW. He, was, he wasn't getting over enough in WWF where they, you know, because he was for a bit. They gave him the title, this, that, and the other thing. And then he got, he got cunty because he felt he wasn't getting pushed the right way or didn't. But, dude. You're competing with Shawn Michaels, the 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 beginning of Steve Austin, all this stuff. I mean, you either got to just take the ball and run with it, or just forget it, man. Like you, nobody was being unfair to you, Jared. You just weren't. Hi, Daddy. You just weren't performing to to the caliber that you say you were. Like, and that's why he 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 left. He came back. He left. He came back. It's like, nah, man. I was I was always like kind of and with Jeff Jarrett. I just don't think he was. He never lived up to the hype for me. Yeah, and now, yeah. Now he's taking taking away time from these younger kids, these younger guys who need well, TV time, and he's fucking he taking he's taking their shit away from them. Well, that's what he did in TNA. You know, he he and his dad founded it, and it's basically just something for Jeff to call himself the champion. You know, and it's not like the Hardys. It's not. I mean, I'm not big on Edge either, but it's it's not the same no. thing. Jeff, you're fucking you're you're way old. No, and, and no, no one liked you back in the day. Why no, exactly, dude? No one remembers Double J. Like fucking, does does Jax know who fucking Double J is? No, no, only that's who know. the kids are. <laughs> that's who the kids watching this are. You know, it's like you're they're, they're not to me. They're not using their head. At least Triple H tries when he brings somebody back or incorporates it. They give some sort of backstory. They they incorporate something so the fans have an idea of what's going on. You know what I mean? I think if we're, if we're, if we're, yeah, well, I, I look. I hope so. 
I, 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 I so. I'm not going to disagree with that rule. Uh, and, I, and I, and I hope, I hope WWE reaches out, like you said, either to NWA or to TNA, and get some kind of cross promotion. Not like AEW does it, where you have guys have 35 fucking championship belts. It's the dumbest thing ever. It is. Oh, they're, 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 they're on they're on AEW TV every week, but they're not the champ. They're the Ring of Honor champions. Who fucking yeah. cares? Ring I don't Honor. care about that. Major League care. Wrestling, Lucha Libre, whatever, fucking Japan. Like, and the other thing is, I was watching wrestling 50 years ago, and I can tell you what's wrong with nowadays. Is that mom? That's mother. What are you doing, mother? Mother. So, mother. dude, dude, <laughs> like, I curse. I curse a lot on here, mother. Be prepared. Yeah, I've already said the c word, friend. <laughs> but um, anyway, dude. Like, if Kenny Omega is such a big shit, why isn't he drawing everybody in? Why isn't everybody clamoring? Like, that just, that that proves our point that Kenny Omega is not the greatest wrestler that everybody thinks he is. Because it's gotten, it got for a while so trendy to say, Kenny Omega, Kenny. He, he did market himself very well because of social media. Now, I've always said this real quick before we get into Hogan. If there was no social media, there was no internet, Kenny Omega would be a mid-carter. He wouldn't be as high up as he was. He's a worker. I understand. But he is not the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He's not the greatest wrestler in the world. His best stuff was in Japan, but it wasn't over here. So, like, he wasn't getting over over here. And obviously, he's not getting over here now. I'm I'm tired of Japan. Tired of Japan. Dude, Tired if if he's so great. Why are they giving buy one, get one free tickets away? If he's so great, he should be packing arenas. Dude, did you did you ever worry back in the day when Bret Hart was going to sell out an arena? No. When Shawn Michaels was going to sell out an arena? No. When Steve Austin was going to sell The Ultimate Warrior sold out arenas? Dude, Macho Man Randy Savage? Dude, these guys sold tickets. These guys aren't selling tickets. Well, let me before we get off this thing thing, let me ask you one more question. Because I, yes. I was thinking about this when he announced. Yeah. Should I mean his last match should be in AEW because that's they gave him the the, the final shot. Right. Fine. But right. should he go back to WWE for one more? Yes. I I absolutely think so too. My opinion, one hundred percent. Triple now H he, is smart he, enough. He, he can't fight the Undertaker, obviously, the dream match because Taker's done. I don't know. I heard uh I heard on oh, a couple God, different dude. sources, Taker might come back for something small. I don't want to see him. I just don't. It's depressing. I'm not saying I do, but I'm saying I've heard talks about it. But, no, dude, Triple H is smart enough and savvy enough to know to reach out to Sting to say, hey, man, do you want to come back for one more time? I mean, and I, I mean, obviously it should. It. I think it should be Seth Rollins, obviously, because that's the guy who hurt him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it should be Seth Rollins or – and let's face it, dude. They I think it should owe, be Seth Rollins, basically. They owe Sting because Triple H couldn't even put him over. They do. Triple H couldn't even put him over at WrestleMania. They owe Sting that. So I say he should come back. They should put him over. He should get a good send off. And you know what? Take a job fucking being an agent. I mean, you know, I just, you know, I think this whole AEW thing, and I'll wrap up my rant with this. I think this AEW thing was like, uh, was like the new flavor of Pepsi. Everybody ran and grabbed it and tried it and thought it was great and they're going to do this. But, dude, it got old. It wasn't marketed right. It, it started not tasting right. It started going out of date. And, dude, AEW was just, you know, kudos for to- billionaire Tony Khan giving these indie guys that were that were up and coming a place to make a living. Fine. But now that he's paying these guys like Kenny Omega 
and and the young bucks who I'm sorry, they absolutely suck. They're fucking horrible. They are fucking horrible. I think they suck. I think they're horrible. I've never been a fan. But I've never been really a fan either. You're paying these guys, and now they're going to expect that. So it's like, you know, like, and CM Punk, this bullshit with CM Punk. I mean, it just, I could go on and on and on. But anyway, that's what I think. Sting, come back one more time. Triple H, do the right thing. Put him over. Put him in there with Seth Rollins. Put him in there with one of the blood, with Roman Reigns. I don't know. No, because I, I, I think Seth makes the most sense. I think Seth, Seth does, makes the right. most sense. It makes the most sense. You're right. I, yeah, but I, I absolutely think she, you know, Tony Khan should be like, listen, <coughs> if you want to go do a one-off there to say goodbye, you absolutely should. Or when he's, maybe he's done. Maybe he, when he's retired, he's done. Maybe he can go back. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. what's the reason we're here tonight, Tim? Oh, well, the reason we're here. <laughs> well, uh, I want to segue this way. When he announced his retirement thing, he thanked a lot of people. He thanked Hulk Hogan and the fucking place booed. No, which I don't way. think is fair. No, I mean, get over the bullshit with what he said. It was one of those heat of the moment things, you know. It just shows you, dude. They're I don't not focused think... on the product; they're focused on the bullshit. I don't. I'm going to say it again. I don't think the dude's a racist. It has nothing to do with you He's know. Not. I just don't think he is. He's been in that business for for how many years? They would have called him out on it a long ass time ago. And dude, not only that, how dude? There's a lot more people that are more racist than he is. I mean, you can't focus on every little goddamn thing. Oh, the oh, gee, you know, he uh, he said this or he said that, and and like whatever. It's like, come on, man, are we that petty now that we're gonna ruin people's lives just because they? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, oh, you're not allowed to say whatever. I mean, I don't call. I don't go out and call black people n words. I don't. I don't call Chinese people um, vulgar, you know, euphemisms of their race. I don't call whatever. You know, it's like, and if I did, you know what I mean. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be in a public setting. And I'm saying, if I did, I wouldn't make it known that I'm like that. And number two, I'm not that kind of person anyway. But the thing is, dude, is like, is like, get the fuck over it, man. Like fucking Jay Z and fucking all these guys have have. have done worse things and said worse things about even their own people it's like come on man it's like it is. hanging on every word <laughs> but poor hulk hogan like you said uh we, we we've talked about him many times on this show 142 yeah. episodes he always pops up once uh with with, with, you, with some wacky yeah with some wacky kind of shit that he says that he, i said either he's really delusional uh-huh well, he just a compulsive liar. Uh, but, I mean, but, but most of the time, we talked about him not putting someone over or something like that. But this recently has gained a lot of traction because he popped up on, um, God damn it, what's his name? Rogan. Rogan. He popped up on Rogan, and and that brought back all brought up all the shit. He has. He needs to stay off talk shows. Yeah, stay away because this is what's going to get him in a lot of trouble. Anyway, he sprouted a couple lies on that show, which which got me to go watch Jim Cornette's show about Hogan's lies, and I, they laughed at the entire show. Oh, I yeah. laughed. I laughed at the entire show. Oh, dude, it was so. Great. I, I I figured we, as a responsible show that we are, yes, should go through at least most of his outlandish lies, and then. After that, we will get into Raul Bash at the Beach 2000, which we've been talking about for a couple months now, okay. uh, which 
I think I haven't made my decision 100% yet, but he might be a little validated in this one. Maybe. Because this is I, another this is another screw job thing where no one can't fucking figure out who's telling the truth and lying in this one. Well, as I said before, Tim, Hogan is not the only guilty party in this whole thing. Oh, no. No, not at all. Because Hogan's even admitted he had creative control and, on his contract. Which, which got, is, yeah, which is a big he, part of why and he, he got might, thrown a curveball. Well, but he might be validated in this one because of the creative control bullshit. Um, all right, so let's get let's get to like twenty five of Hogan's most ridiculous lies. Um, yeah, we'll start at number twenty five. <laughs> Hulk Hogan said he partied with John Belushi after WrestleMania two. Now, why are you saying hey that that's possible? Hogan was big in the eighties. It's absolutely possible. WrestleMania 2 was when? 1986. Belushi died when? 1982. Here you go. <laughs> so now, now here's my one thing. Again, I'm going to try to stick up for the Hulkster a little bit. Could it have been Jim Belushi and he fucked the name up? No. Or is he that delusional that he thinks he partied with a dead guy? He's that delusional. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to create something here. And wait, here says Hogan's becoming a big baby face ADW, but he was not known by most of the country until he appeared in Rocky Three, which was 1983. The movie was released in theaters a few months after Belushi's passing, so there's just no way that's going to happen. No. So here's what I'm going to do. Earth. What are you doing? Check this out. Oh. So every time. Every, every every time we go we, we go through a every time we get a if 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 he has one he'll have one if he doesn't he doesn't but I'm gonna change it each I'm gonna change it each time. Well, well we'll we'll see. All right, uh, number twenty four. Hogan claims entrance theme music was his idea when he came to the ring, to Eye of the Tiger in nineteen eighty two. Never mind the fact that the freaking Freebirds are most famous for coming to the ring. I think they are the most famous in the beginning, right? Yep. I think they were the well, no, because I also have here Gorgeous George came out to guess what? Pomp and Circumstance, Randy Macho Man, who took the song later in oh, the forties. Right. Gorgeous George came out to that in the fucking forties. Right. But I I will say this that I don't think you can call that the beginning of entrance. No, music. no, 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 no. But he's not. Yeah, yeah. Not the but, first. No, it has been done the before. first. He is one of the first, but the Freebirds, I agree, and it's truth. They were the ones that made it made it famous. So, so you know what? Maybe we'll give him a little break. I mean, he definitely lied, but maybe he was the first one to suggest it to be used all the time. Maybe I don't know. He's one of the first, but not the first. That's the key. That's the key point we're trying to make here. So there it is. Earth two, Hogan zero. Oh, it's going to be three nothing right now because this is probably one of my favorites. Hogan claims that the Rolling Stones and Lars Ulrich of Metallica both wanted him as their bass player. Hogan did not put bass on a local band before getting to wrestling. He was nowhere near the level deep to play with either Metallica or the Stones. By the way, the Stones have been around since fucking the 60s. 61, 62. Metallica's 80, 80, 81. 81. Well, I mean, do the math, dude. Uh, let's see. Ulrich told Howard Stern he's not a wrestling fan. He never spoke with Hogan. I don't know Hulk Hogan. I don't know enough about him. 
I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I certainly have no recollection of doing anything with Hulk Hogan. And you know what? How sad it is that that we as as people have to research that just to see because we already know it's not true. But it's like but this is where the delusion starts. Why would you say something so outlandish that can be proven very easily as a lie? It, it all can. It's like I is is he de- getting dementia like from all these Maybe. years and whatever. That's a possibility. Maybe he's living in his own little fantasy world. And I think so because he's seventy, right? Yeah, at least. So all the between the bumps, the drugs, the bumps and drugs, and like all all the fucking shit he's gone through, he may be getting some early dementia, dude. Possibly. Uh, Twenty-two. Hulk rules. An album released by Hogan and the Boot Band includes a track titled "Hulkster in Heaven." According to Hogan, he met a very sick Make-A-Wish kid in England and got him a ticket to SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium to watch him wrestle in the main event. Eric, who was the main event at SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium? Brett the Hitman Hart versus British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Was Hulk Hogan even on the card? He was not. He had already lost the title. He uh, Yoko. No, no, he hadn't yet. Hogan was out filming. He wasn't even in Wembley. He wasn't. Uh, he was still with WWF, but um, the champion was Savage, right? Um, well, so he was. He wasn't even on the card when SummerSlam '92 occurred. Hogan was not an active wrestler in the company. Hogan left after WrestleMania eight and did not appear on TV again until February '93 on Raw. Yeah. So no. Again, this is this is an easy fact check, dude. Yeah. What, and- like, what is he thinking? He, I, I don't know if he's just trying to. It's like he's got to like, he's like the Forrest Gump of of like of wrestling. Like he has to be everywhere during every significant thing. And like, no man, like, dude, you were filming Suburban Commando or whatever. Not Suburban Commando. It was probably, uh, Mister Nanny or something. But dude, he was not there. He wasn't there. He wasn't on the card. He wasn't in England. He was out. He was done because Warrior and Savage, Savage was the champion, right? Yeah. Uh, and Warrior and him were co-main event with Davy Boy and and Brett. Hogan was not even at in England. Pritchard Pritchard even said that. And that again, just a total weird, absolute thing to lie about that could be easily fact checked. It was. Um, this one now, I'm gonna, I'm, I might give to him a little bit, a little bit. Hogan claims he is the wrestler responsible. For WWF first selling merchandise. You're back live. And he had to talk Vince into it. That part I don't believe. Say this again. Hogan claims he was responsible for WWF selling merchandise and he had to talk Vince into it. That part I don't believe. I do believe though that him and Vince did come up, did say, listen, we gotta push for more t-shirts and headbands and wristbands and fucking drum sets. That I, I might give him just a little bit. Because things did boom after him. They, they boomed. They, the was, merchandise was, thing boomed after him. He was responsible for that. I will give him that. Do I think it was all his idea? No. When you're talking about Vince McMahon, he is always five steps ahead of you. So yep. there's no way I will believe any of you, that. You know when Hogan came out with that fucking shirt on, Vince just saw dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And he, and, he, and he had the workout shit. He had the headbands. He had the Hulkamania shirts. He had the... Dude... No, 
sorry, Hogan. No, I'm still not even. I'm not even giving him leeway. No leeway. <laughs> you're not gonna get. You're gonna give him any. No, I'm not giving no, Hogan I, any leeway. I, I would give him that one. Just that one. I can't. Just all right. That's fine. I, I, personally, I can't. That's fine. I can't do it, dude. I just uh, can't. I understand where you're coming from, but I can't. Th- this one had me rolling. Oh boy. This was this was on uh this was on Rogan, so this happened. Oh. Hogan claimed he once wrestled 400 days in a year. Really? Now, my first grade teacher told me that there's only 365 days in a year. So how is it possible that you can wrestle 400 days? Well, I guess if you're if you're Hulk Hogan, um you add an extra like 4 months to the uh <laughs> To the to the calendar year and then because look I know they wrestled twice on Sunday but you can't add any more days to uh to anything that's just physically uh impossible. Well, his his claim is because you cross the international date line when going into Japan. No, please. You know oh you gain God. a day. So over all the years, because he gained so many days flying to Japan, he wrestled four hundred days in a year. What Hogan doesn't understand, and if anyone out there wants to correct me, I might be wrong on this. When you fly back, don't you lose the day that you gained? So wouldn't things even out anyway? Well, if yes, if that theory were true, Tim, you're correct. Because I'm flying into tomorrow when I go to Australia or Japan, but I'm flying back into... Yesterday. I'm flying back into yesterday. Sorry about that. That's fine. So he would lose the day anyway. Yeah, so that doesn't even make any sense. So it's that's, not. I mean, that's just one of those. Dudes, that's the that's the learn, fucking Percocet talking. That's, it's like learn math, learn science. I mean, come on, Hogan, we're not dumb, man. We're not dumb. That's just absolutely insane. It's um, ridiculous, Tim. Hogan claims he was offered the role in the wrestler, the main role, Mickey Rock's role. No. No. Um, Tim, you know, Tim, how can that be? Now, the, well, this is the best part. Hogan says that director Darren Aronofsky offered him the lead role three times, but turned it down because he didn't deserve it. Mm. Are you kidding me? You know, this is like, I can't. You know, he's really got a problem with not being. Like what? What? What is your motivation in even wanting to say that? It's like Hogan, get over yourself, man. It's not. You but the don't... fact that he throws in the fact, oh, I didn't deserve it. Bullshit. I mean, you're now you're gonna now you're gonna play that. I didn't deserve it game. If he had a chance to win an Oscar or a fucking Emmy or any kind of validation award, you know he would do it. Of course he would. Of course. But of he course, would. director Darren Aronofsky quotes. He denies that Hogan was even considered for the role. No. No. I believe it. There's no way Hogan was considered for that. That was meant to be what it was. I'm sure that Aronofsky had other actors in mind, but, like, I don't believe for one second that Hogan was offered that and whatever. No, I don't believe that for one second. Plus, it was kind of based on Hogan a little bit. So, I mean, I don't think he really wanted to play that role, to be honest with you. You think it was based on Hogan, or is that? Well, definitely? I mean, I mean, the big, the big blonde superstar from the '80s fighting the Sheik, 
Yes. Part, okay. Part, yes. You know. Yes. Not, not necessarily him in person. I'm just saying. No. 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 I. I. Yes. No. I agree. I. Yeah. I 100% agree. Sorry about. I'm trying to get a good camera angle here. I'm trying right. something different here. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Now lie number 18. Lie number 18. Well, Hogan did star in Mr. Nanny and Santa with Muscle. He claimed his autobiography that he rewrote both scripts entirely, only to have his writing credits stolen from the Writers Guild. Oh, my God. So now he's totally rewriting movies, and it just so happens the movies that he rewrites, the Writers Guild stole the credits. It's the Writers Guild's fault. Yes. Give again, me a break. again, simple things that can be looked up. How do you do this, man? Like, how How do you... Oh, my God, Tim. Terzio, what's up, man? Hey, Terzio. Um, Raul, see what he... Oh, here's the thing, Raul. Let me pop that one up right there. Uh, Marginetti, liar. Hulk Hogan, liar. I don't. Bret Hart's not really a liar. Bret's he's not a liar. Fucking Over, grumpy. Overly opinionated. And he's 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 saying too much shit now. Now he's really starting to come out with some stuff. He's like, dude, Brett. It isn't like I don't think Brett's telling you the truth. I think a lot of what Brett's saying is true. Oh yeah. I just I just think that Brett's spin on it is like you say a little over grumpy, a little like okay, Brett, we get it, like we understand, but he just he won't let it go. He won't let it go. Uh, Marty Janetti will come out and tell you that he is delusional and all his friends will. So I don't think Marty is like going into it thinking everything he says is true. I think Marty knows he's playing because what else does Marty have now? Marty's got to act like a crazy old wrestler or he's like, dude, I friended him on Facebook. Like we're friends. (laughs) Sergio, we're talking about uh, Hulk Hogan's 25 best lies or worst lies, depending on how you're looking at it. Because the dude just keeps getting caught lying over and over again. So. Talking about some of his wacky yeah. ass lies that he likes yeah. to tell. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, number 17. On an episode of Hogan's Knows Best, he claims the reason he did not get the George Foreman grill because he was out picking up his kids from school. Mm, I read and saw a video, I believe, years ago. Hogan was offered the George Foreman grill and the pasta thing, and he chose the pasta thing over the Foreman grill. That's and he exactly kicks correct. Him, and he kicks himself in the ass for not taking it. So why, again, he said that years ago. I remember the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, you lie about it. Yeah, it's like... It's like, what the hell are you doing? That's what? Exactly, exactly what I was going to say, the pasta thing. He yeah. chose that. He chose, he chose that. that. Yep, he chose that. And you know what? It's like... You don't need to keep making yourself relevant, man. You're relevant. You're Hulk Hogan. You don't need to make lies up. You don't need all this shit. Like, just stop. It's he, fucked up. He lost millions of dollars off that George Foreman thing. I believe. Oh, he did. He would have been. Dude, that thing was huge. We, my mother had one. And and he now here's where here's where the delusion is really delusion. Let's hear it. Now we know how every every you know when you when you when you tell a story, especially as you get older, mm-hmm. you tend to exaggerate stats a little more. Well, my uncle, my, my uncles did it. Everyone does it. You exaggerate a little more every year. Yeah. Hogan claims to be the first to slam Andre the Giant. Now, Kamala slammed Andre the Giant. Harley Race slammed Andre the Giant. Now, I will I will pause for a minute here because. I remember when Hogan was in the WWF the first time, 
He was a heel. Andre was a face. There's a cool match, and it's not the Shea Stadium match. It's just a regular old WWF uh, championship wrestling on TV where he and Andre fought. And Andre wasn't as big and fat as he was. He's still big. Hogan did slam him in that, and it was like 81. But I know Stan Hansen slammed him. I know, uh, uh, like you said, uh, Harley Race slammed him. Kamala slammed him. He was not the first to slam Andre. Well, Jim Cornette said it best. If Andre let you slam him, you slammed him. If he yeah. didn't want you to, you was no fucking way you were going to. 100%. But at, at WrestleMania 3, but this is not all this. Hogan claims to be the first time. Andre weighed 600 pounds when he slammed him. No, he didn't. No. He was barely over five. Barely five. I was just going to say that. Just watch the documentary on Andre. He was yep. barely. I mean, he was already getting old and, and fucked up from his gigantism. Yeah. yeah. But he was a little over five. Because don't forget, they kayfabe weight. They kayfabed him at I, five. I think that's what he thinks. He's kayfabing him. He is. But then, what, what was Andre? Like 5'20", 5'10", 5'20"? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But still, dude, that's a giant human being at 500 fucking. And he, he's not big and fat. He's just giant. But don't forget, too, he's claiming he slammed him. No, Andre went up for you. He Not did. Like he he let him. picked him up because Andre yelled, slurm. Yeah, slurm. That's a big, it's a famous story now. Yep. Slurm. So Hogan picked him up. Andre gave him the boost. He went down. Uh, he claimed Andre died a few days because of that slam. Dude, Andre died years fucking later. Years. Six years to be exact. Later. Six after years. the fucking WrestleMania 3. Yes, six years. And he, and he wrestled with Haku. He was a tag champion. He wrestled the Warrior. Dude, he had all sorts of feuds and shit. Come on, Hogan. And he also claimed that he tore 18 muscles in his back. You don't have 18 muscles in your back, Hulk. You as a bodybuilder should know that you don't have that many fucking things going on in your back like that. I don't know, I don't know what you're, you're, you're talking about. No, you have your lats. You have your tenderloins. You have your traps. You have, like, your lower back. It's uh no, like come on, man. All right, here's one that you're you're you, you might take a little personal too, Eric. Oh, I want it. Let's hear it. Number fifteen. Mm-hmm. Hogan said he sat next to Kerry Von Erich on a flight to Japan, seventy-two hours before Kerry killed himself. Now, here's one of those things. I think. Like, why do you have to insert yourself into a death? Like, is it something tragic? Why do you have to? I was there. You weren't there. Now. First, Andre, now Kerry Von Eric. This is what it says. Uh, yeah, why he wants to incriminate himself into both deaths, who knows? Uh, Hogan fact checker showed Kerry died on February 18, 1993. 72 hours prior to this, Hogan was at a WWE TV taping in Long Beach, California, and the next day he was on TV tapings in San Diego. Kerry was released by WWE in August of 92, and during the week leading up to his death, he was wrestling shows in Dallas mm-hmm. in the Global Wrestling Federation. Yes. No flight to Japan. No. You were not there 72 hours before. He was not in Japan 72 hours before he died. No. Hogan, come on. You that that's just fucked up. Like, yeah, why do you want to insert yourself into something like that? Like, I I think I know what motivated him to do this. Now, Brett, did you ever watch that um over in England? Brett does a shoot over in England. It's like a live shoot. It's like a QA. And uh Brett told the story, I, don't, I think it was either there or on another one, but he talked to Kerry because um, Brett was friends with Kerry. And he said he talked to him like around December or January, and Kerry was 
confided in Brett saying, hey, look, I'm going to be in some big trouble. I don't know if I can deal with this. I don't. I just don't even want to live anymore, Brett. And Brett's like, Kerry, come on, man. Don't be like that, you know. You know, why don't you come to wherever, wherever, and we'll hang out and talk, whatever. And Kerry just was unresponsive, and he was finishing up in global and all that stuff. But Brett did say, because I know Brett and Kerry were friends. I know they were. Uh, and it wasn't right before he died, but it was months before. Brett said he knew something was wrong, and he said, you know, don't do this and this and that. But it was just made light, what I'm saying, in the last couple of months. So I think Hogan heard that, and I think he's like, well, Brett can't have the spotlight on that i'm i was there when we went to japan it's like come on hulk don't oh come on it is it's it's like it's sick almost it is i think he's either got dementia or he's he he thinks he's pathologically lied so much he thinks that that's the truth i mean it's almost like like saying you know oh i was at the twin towers wearing a 9-11 and i i survived but meanwhile you, you were really in fucking north dakota yeah. It's like why would what doesn't why why do you have to be I wish I was fucking in North Dakota that day, but I wasn't. Listen, I was down there when that shit happened. I wish I was fucking far away. I don't exactly. wish I was no. down there. I'm that's the opposite. I, I wish let, I wasn't there. Listen, I'm the lucky one, dude, because listen, I was in I had to drive to Newark, New Jersey on September 10th, and I had to I had to go, I couldn't get back on um the garden state. I had to go across is that the Verrazano Narrows is what takes you from uh, Staten Island to Staten Island, yeah, or from Newark to Staten Island to the city? I had to go that way and go across and get on the cross. Is it the Cross Bronx? You go up and back over. Either uh, way, dude, I, uh, I made it. I made it from Newark to the city to the Tappan Z because of rerouting, and I was there September 10th. And like, I thank my lucky stars that. Mark Tucker sent me to get that stuff September 10th because dude, I, I would, I don't want, I didn't, you know, it, it's so terrible what happened, but yeah. what I'm saying is that's my story. I'm the lucky one because I got to go down the day before and I wasn't involved in that. And thank God I wasn't. Yeah. But no, he wants to be there. But that, that would be his next story. Well, I was on the 18th floor and I jumped out of the window and I survived. All right. You know, dude. I saved yeah. an elderly couple brother. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. Uh, number 14, Hulk Hogan said while in WCW, a pay-per-view bout was supposed to take place between him and Mike Tyson, but didn't, and here's the best part, hmm. because Mike Tyson was too scared. Mike Tyson was too scared of fucking Hulk Hogan. Mike Tyson was scared to fight Hulk Hogan. Okay, so this is probably during 98 when Tyson was under contract with WWF. Was going to yes. do the WrestleMania uh, 14 thing. Where does this even come into the realm of possibility? Like I, It's like you said, though. Maybe fuck. it's the Oh, Brett, Brett can't have the glory of talking to Kerry. Uh, Sean can't have the glory of fighting Mike Tyson. I better get in there. It's like, really? Dude, there's no way. And, dude, there's no way on God's green earth that Mike Tyson is scared of Hulk Hogan. I mean, well, I'm sure that Mike wouldn't go in lightly, especially back in Hogan's. Uh, he's not prime, but he was pretty, he's still in good shape. Like, but dude, there's no way Mike Tyson scared of Hulk Hogan. There's no way that was even a realm of possibility happening. It wasn't. No, there's no way. Uh, let's catch up on, uh, we got Terzio. Vikings yeah, have gone to Hulk Hogan's head. You're goddamn right. Uh, dementia. Sorry to say, but yeah, it's just something wrong with him. There, there is. Wrong. 
There is. Uh, I saw the interview from Brown England Q&A and the live interview. They mentioned about Cameron Eric and it was so sad. Yes. Yes, it, it was. Well, that's a good – and, Tim, I recommend watching that because that's – Oh, actually, I'll watch it. Like I said, Brett, Brett doesn't lie. Brett, Brett now, as he gets older, is starting to say shit that he's – I mean, now he's very free with, oh, I was doing cocaine with this guy. Oh, I was oh yeah. Up with, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up for five seconds. Yeah, he was. Stop. He's, he's getting detailed about his about his about his gimmick. I mean, he wasn't like an addict or anything, but he he uh yeah, Dale, awesome Dale, for joining up, us. Dale? Dale, how you doing, buddy? Dude, hey, man, I don't know if you time. follow Dale, but dude, he is one prolific fisherman. He is pulling some really cool fucking trout out of that river, man. And uh, Frank says Hogan said that he was able to. Yeah, and he's not talking about Hakeem and Big Washman. He's talking no. about the actual building. Exactly. Fucking delusional. It is. Um, what are we, where are we at? Thirteen or fourteen? Where we are at? Tyson was fourteen. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Again. Hogan said he used to fight Pride fighters in the seventies. Pride, which didn't exist until the nineties, because mixed martial arts didn't exist. There was only one mixed martial artist in the world until it became popular in UFC and stuff, and that was Bruce Lee, who died in nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. Or Chuck Norris, like he could have been considered that, but so no, but he's only... considered. Let's see where he, uh, yeah, he said, No need to fact check this one. Pride Champions didn't have their first event until 97 in Japan, and organized MMA did not get on pay per view until 93. And Pride is an, its own organization, isn't it? Yeah, but even, it like, even that back in the day, you, you're telling me Hulk Hogan's fighting Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock and. All these Dan, guys in street fights, Dan Severn and, and and Don Fry. I mean, come on, these guys would kill him. He'd be dead, dude. Dead. Don Fry, Don Fry would fucking murder him. Um, wow, this is crazy. Oh yeah, he was also asked to start the UFC, and him and Vince turned it down. No, there is a there. Okay, hang on. There is a slight truth about not what Hogan's saying, but. Vince did have the chance to buy into the UFC, and he did not back in 2002. He had a chance to become either co-owner or buy it or something before it blew up, like Big Big, when it was still kind of underground and it was cool. I think Vince did have an opportunity to purchase it, and he and he turned it down. Um, well, something just popped up on here. Raul, maybe you're our fact checker. Malachi Black released from AEW. Is that true? And Bobby Lashley was fired from WWE. Is this true? Or is this Ooh. just is this just propaganda popping up on my phone? You know, uh, it's, it's if, so if hard you know, to discern that. Yeah, if you know this is true or not, well, let, let us know because I, I have no freaking clue. Wow. And Lashley's involved with some stuff like angles right now, right? Like he's yeah, he is. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't know though, with the new endeavor thing and everybody doing whatever, that very well could be. Um well what? No, I, unfortunately, that's Macho Man. <laughs> oh, come on, Terzio. Get out of this P- shit. P- people claim Macho Man had on. I don't even think that happened. I don't think it happened either, to be honest, be honest with I you. I don't think that happened at all. He was so up Elizabeth's ass, I don't think that ever. And dude, that came out so many years after he was even there. It's just, I think it was just an internet fucking fodder thing, man. It was. Uh, number 12. Hogan claims while defending the WWF title in Japan, Challenger Tatsumi Fujinami shot on him and tried to steal the title. I that could be true. That could be true because those Japanese dudes they well, fucking crazy. Japanese is a snug style. Um, it's still it's still professional wrestling. 
but they 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 are a little snugger. They kick a little harder. They punch a little harder. They uh, they choreograph. They, they, their psych, ring psychology is a little different. Um, I don't think Tatsumi Fujinami held him up or did whatever, but I'm going to go ahead and call this one stalemate because I don't think, no, I don't think he held him up, but I'm sure that he probably wanted the title, but there's no way Vince is going to agree to anything about that. So, no. All right, here, here's an interesting one. Hogan claimed that he wanted to turn heel in 1990 after losing to the Ultimate Warrior, but Vince McMahon vetoed the idea. Now, mm, I mean, I that could be possible. That's, you know, I'm not going to say that's out of the realm of possibility because I have heard, I think it was on Pritchard's podcast, that Hogan was not as over as he was. And he well, was getting booze in some areas. And he was responsible for the politicking of getting the belt back off warrior because he was so butthurt that he had mm-hmm. to lose it. Okay. Um, I well, don't, okay, I'm sorry. Good. I don't know, but I'm going to call that one a stalemate too. I'm going to say that could be, but that might not be like, but well, the only thing that makes me question it is because he was so dead set against turning for Bischoff with mm-hmm. the NWO in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because you know, oh, you haven't walked a mile in my shoes, and I have little kids, and all those little kids that make a wish. Yeah. So this is a stalemate. It could be, but then again, I don't know. Uh, because of the uh, prospect of this show is Hogan lying, I'm going to go ahead and say probably no. I can't because I know there were talks um, at other points of him turning heel. Because, like I said, like I just said. Warrior was way over. Whether anybody wants to argue and get Dave Meltzer on me about Warrior this, Warrior that, Warrior put asses in seats, Warrior sold tickets, Warrior sold merchandise at a time where you didn't have the internet, all you had was a telephone and mail order or go to the live event. And people went to watch the Ultimate Warrior. Okay? He was over. And Hogan could say all he wants. They were booing the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. They were not. They were not booing him. They weren't necessarily booing Hogan. No, Warrior but, was his own worst enemy. He was. But and then after a while, they, they like, hey, we're going to take the belt off him because he's just not. Yeah, he was getting crazy. But it's yeah. un- unfair to say that his his uh, contribution to professional wrestling is nothing because it was significant. I'll agree with that part. All right, this one we have talked about before because, again, this is why Undertaker is so great. It took him, you know, and he kept he kept quiet. Mm-hmm. For fucking thirty years about this. Oh, I finally, think I know what you're going to talk about. And then finally, he's like, "I'm not going to, you know, he's not the Undertaker anymore. He can take, talk all he wants." Mm-hmm. 1991, Hogan claims that the Undertaker broke his neck with the fucking tombstone that that famous one on the chair where Rick Flair the chair in uh, Tuesday in Texas. No, that was Survivor Series. The Survivor Series, Tuesday yeah. in Texas. He well, he won the belt back. Mm-hmm. God forbid he didn't have the belt for an entire week. Yeah, you know, don't don't put the younger talent over. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Undertaker shut his mouth for 30 years, but he finally came out and said, watch the video. Mm-hmm. And I should have had the video ready, too, because the video is ridiculous. His, is. his head comes nowhere near that fucking chair. And Taker took such good care of him. Yes, he that, did. That the fact that he came out and did that, it's just wrong. And dude, Ric Flair was standing right there and vouched for vouched for Taker. 
other Bruce Pritchard has vouched for him. Hebner or whoever the ref was is vouched. It's like, dude, there's no way. There is no way that that even happened. That's just Hulk but, Hogan's bullshit once again. And the funny thing is this even says Taker believed Hogan's story for two years, then went back and actually watched the footage and said, oh, are you fucking nuts? No. Yeah. Like, he, he projected him so well that if you watch it carefully, he, his head comes nowhere near. And it should have been called out for like being too fake looking. And that's you know how what? well he protected them. And give this young Undertaker anxiety for two years and 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 shit like that. What a fucking scumbag you are, Hogan. You're a fucking scumbag. <laughs> uh, all right, oh. we're, we're, we're that's that was number ten. So we're in the top ten now. Oh, we're top ten now. Okay. Um, where'd it go? My phone keeps like just losing the page for some reason. Uh, we are at number nine. In 2023, Hogan told a story about a sumo wrestler. Why did you do that? Hang on. I keep losing it for some reason. A sumo wrestler who was making his pro wrestling debut and that the sumo wrestler refused to put him over. Now, who, where, who and where? Not Akibono. No, this one doesn't make any sense. Wait, Hogan claimed that John Tenta, that's Earthquake, Earthquake, went to the ring with, and the two men got into a fight. This never happened. There was no one in the wrestling business who was told this before. What Hogan may be referring to is that former sumo star Koji Kateo was not happy about having to put over Tenta, Earthquake, mm-hmm. and it was very tense in the answer show, but there was no actual fight. Mm-hmm. So where is he, Hogan even inserting himself into this? Yeah, what does this have anything to do with Hogan? It's like... This is between John Tenta and Koji Kateo. Who, by the way, John Tenta was a legit tough guy. Yeah, he was. A, well, he was a real sumo, wasn't he? Sumo. He was a real sumo. He was a real uh, rest. Uh, I think a collegiate and high school wrestler. Like, dude, he was the real deal. He's he was a tough guy. Right. Super super tough guy. You know what, Hogan? You fucking raisin. Like, why are you, you? He's a shriveled up fucking raisin that's sitting on the table watching everybody else eat the fucking grapes and the watermelon and the honeydew, and he's all fucking jealous because fucking he's just this shriveled up fucking Hogan. Fuck off. You, I, I can't even fucking... Tim, I can't believe... I can believe it because I watched him, but this is crazy, dude. Oh, here's... Well, number eight is what we talked about. Uh, he claimed that him and Vince were offered to buy UFC. Uh, Shane McMahon came out and said he tried to convince Vince to buy it, but back then... UFC wasn't what's today. That was when you had a 300 pound guy fighting a, a, a tiny guy and, yeah. you know, mixed which and matching. Was, which was fun, by the way. Yeah, it was kind of fun, but it was very controversial back then. And then it, it had was. No, it was no rules. Yep. And it was yeah. underground. And it was so much. I, I hate saying it. It's so much better. It was so much better. There's ball kicking and guy gouging and everything, yeah. everything went. So, I mean, everybody Vince can say turned what they it down. Want. Yeah. Everybody can say what they want about UFC, how great it is. I think it's watered down. I think it's half sports entertainment now. Um, I think the guys are a bunch of crybaby cunts. Like the, <laughs> when when like Don Fry and Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock and Gracie and all those guys were in it, that was real. They were dude, that was super fucking good. So I know there's a lot of hardcore UFC fans and whatever, and like, oh, they'd kick your ass, Eric. Well, of course they would. I'm 50 years old and I'm not I don't I don't train like that. Earl, I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah, I, it might be bullshit, Earl. I just said uh, it popped up on, you know, the ad on my phone. It would, could be probably wrong. Uh, number seven, Hogan claimed that he was that he noticed early on that Kevin Owens would be a star. He told Radio Yorkshire in 2015 that he watched Kevin Owens when he was in NXT. Hogan said, well, I hate to brag about it. Bullshit. 
but no, I'm don't, the, don't do I'm, that. <laughs> but I'm the first one to point the finger at Kevin Owens. I saw him on NXT in his like second match and saw him chop and beat and grind and beat this guy down the old school way. Uh, understanding how to get heat, doing it old school way. And I said, that's the guy. That's the guy. I don't care what he looks like, a wrestler or like an ice cream salesman. He had to, he had to get a shot in there at him. I don't care. That's the guy. What? A ne- never, never mind that Kevin Owens, by the way, his real name is Kevin Steen, was extremely well-known and popular in the fucking indie circuit for yeah. years, along with Sami Zayn. They were hugely popular and well-known. No, but it's 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 because of Hogan. You know, he's the one. Before he got to NXT, he was super over and super popular among amongst yeah, that wasn't crowd. Wasn't Hogan in TNA? Wow. Yeah, he was in R. He was in ROH and PWG. Yeah, where he where he was massively popular, massively over. Big time. Wasn't he in Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Yeah, yeah. PWG, no, that's PWG. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah. He's I'm massively I'm over. Shot. So, but Hogan sees him on NXT in his second match and declared him the best. Of course. I mean, thank you, Hulk, for giving Kevin Owens the career that he has. <laughs> it comes it comes one of my favorites. Oh, we got a doozy? Let's have a doozy. This, this is like something my uncles would say. I grew up in a, in, with a family that liked to lie to us. And you, yeah. you, as kids, you believe anything your uncle say, your father says to you. Well, you know, let's call them. Let's know. call them family embellishments. Yes, well, this one is something that they would actually would say. Hogan claimed that he batted seven fourteen in the Little League World Series. <laughs> seven seven fourteen, he batted. No, and then no. There, this is so great. This the says, Little League World Series. He was the, in the Little League World Series. There is no record of him ever playing in the Little League World Series. What the fuck? Oh my God! You can't even let the little kids have their star. I mean, come on, he's in Metallica, and fi- oh, come on, man. The here we go. King World Series, and here we go because this—I think this is the old uh, Macho Man jealousy coming out. Well, I was going to say that about the baseball one. Well, here, this is it right here. Hogan claimed to be scouted by both the New York Yankees, which you could have just left it there for your lie. But mm-hmm. he has to throw in this for the shot to Macho Man and the Cincinnati Reds after being a pitching star in high school. Now, it says right here, oh Hogan obviously has this story confused with Randy You've Savage, gotta be who legitimately me. was signed by the Cincinnati Reds minor team as a catcher. Hogan pissed off that he, he could have just said Yankees and had that lie. Yeah. But, that, but he that... had to throw in the fucking Reds because of Randy Savage. Tim, are you like numb to any of this by now? Like this list has just made me like I, I, I don't know if I'm like worried, upset. Like I don't I don't know what my actual my fucking feelings are because you know this is Hulk Hogan, dude. It's like, but it's it's like this doesn't even make any sense. Like, like what is his? Is he kayfabing all of this? Is this? Because, I, I, I don't is know. It, is it entertainment value? Does he know it's bullshit? And he's just this, saying it. This guy played for the Reds. But well, again, he, again, yeah, the, why, why the far, say the farm team for the Reds? Yeah, but again, you could have just said the Yankees, and there's your lie. Yeah, but, but then it's like, oh wait, Randy played for the fucking Reds. I better say I, I, I was trying. Well, I he was, was a pitcher, not a, ca- not a catcher like Savage. He was a pitcher. Oh, of course I, he was. I stole that from Walmart. What is it? Miles. The, the Miles box. Savage. The box for the uh, Slim Jims. I stole yeah, the box. I have one in here for you of the so, other one, the whole oh, stand-up nice. thing. Oh, oh nice. Yep. I, I'm putting Randy in the box. Oh, awesome. put him in the box. Okay. So, yeah. 
That one I also found hysterical because that just had to be that extra dig at Randy. Wow. Uh, Hogan claimed that he broke his ribs during his match against The Rock at WrestleMania 18. What? Yeah. How? Right. Let me guess. A rock bottom? A rock bottom. No. I was guessing. Are you serious? As the story goes, an injury happened when he took a rock bottom. (laughs) However, it was later revealed. Oh, my God. He actually broke his ribs during a live event match against Rikishi. Hogan revealed years later that he was already injured before the match with the Rocket WrestleMania. So again, why, why lie? Why twist that little thing? You broke your ribs against Rikishi, and you went in and still fought the Rock and had a phenomenal match at WrestleMania. That is a good story. No, I broke my I broke my ribs during the WrestleMania. No, idiot, you just hurt yourself. The fact that you had broken ribs and you fought the Rock and had probably the fucking top five matches of your life. Yeah. Why would you want to tarnish that? Like I said, what is the motivation here? What what is he gaining by any? He's making himself look a fool. And you know what the fucked up part is? Like Joe Rogan was eating it up. He's like, really? Wow. Wow. No way. And Theo Vaughn, if you watch Theo Vaughn, he was questioning a lot of it. You can tell by some of the stuff he's saying. He's like, oh, yeah, really? Like, you know, he wasn't buying half of it. He wasn't buying half of it. But Number three. Here we go. We're at the top three now. Top three. Hogan claimed that the NWO was his idea, and his NWO would have included <laughs> the Booty Man <laughs> and oh. the Nasty Boys. Of course it would have. So Hogan, the Booty Man, and the Nasty Boys would have been the single worst faction in the history of professional wrestling. At that point, yeah. Uh, Five years earlier, no. Now, meanwhile, why would you say this, considering we all know the story that this is Bischoff's thing, which he took from New Japan? Actually, no. I found out New Japan took it from him. This was Bischoff's idea. Although Bischoff even said, though, he got it from an idea where, no, he had the idea of a company inside a company a faction inside a thing maybe he got that from japan but yeah he made up nw oh nw was yeah. his all, yeah. all his all together that, yes. that's that's all him but the the idea for it of a, of a rival company inside a company was something that new japan did okay he took that ran it with the nwo this fucking nasty boys booty man nwo is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard in my life like it, like i said it would have been cool five years earlier in the WWF, if Hogan turned and him and the Nasty Boys and, and Beefcake, they would have been a good faction to feud with a bunch of guys. But um, given the Nasty Boys penchant for story, I like Brian Nobbs. Brian Nobbs is funny. If you ever watch any of his shoot interviews, he's great. But um, fuck Brutus Beefcake. That's all. I don't even need to hear anymore. <laughs> that's, your, that's your fuck Beefcake for the show. Fuck him. Uh, fuck number asshole. two, and I get this one had me laughing too. Hulk Hogan claimed Elvis Presley was a big fan of his. Elvis Presley, who died in 77, where Hogan didn't even train to be a wrestler yet. Wasn't Didn't he debut in 78? Somewhere around there. Oh, he might have been in the Memphis area. But if Elvis was a fucking fan of anybody, it would have been goddamn Jerry the King Lawler. Or Bruno San Martino or superstar Billy Graham. But yeah, you're right. It would have been Jerry the King Lawler if he knew... About anything. Hey, King. <laughs> Elvis, yeah, he died when Hogan was just breaking into the business. Yeah, he had no idea who Hulk Hogan was. That, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's like really nice. What the fuck? 
and say, oh, oh Elvis can't Elvis can't God. confirm this. So I but I'm maybe I'll bring up Elvis's name too. He's Oh man! And well, number one they have, which I mean is really nothing, because he went on Arsenio Hall and said, "I didn't, I don't take steroids," which we all know after the trial. Yeah, that was that was a complete lie and complete bullshit. Yeah, so that's that's the one where you know, really. So that's, him over. that's the number one one. The the I never took steroids. That's their number one. Let me check that other list real quick because I have two lists here. Let me make sure they all they all match up. That we there's, didn't miss one. there's still a few that I think we we missed, but I can't think of them offhand. Tyson was scared. George Foreman Grill, Pride Fighters, got them. Uh, Turn heel, Japan shoot, merchandising. I feel. Yeah, make a wish. Oh, the Bruiser Brody. Oh, go ahead. You you can tell me. You can tell that one. So, and you know what? Rather than do that, Tim, I'm gonna go ahead. You go ahead and do your list. I'm going to find the Bruiser Brody thing myself. Okay, go ahead. Because this is just crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's extra ones here. So go ahead. Yeah, so start. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it up. Go ahead and bring up a few extra ones. Um, his fight with Randy Savage, the famous fight on Saturday Night's main event, was real. Oh, now, now, don't get me wrong. If, if you're going to pick about a fight like that that looked absolutely real, when he hit Hogan with that fucking belt, that shit looked real. When Savage is on top of him, punching him in the head, that shit looked real. Was it real? No, dude. Why are you even saying that? Oh. So, I he think said, I... He, he said that the camera, when the cameras walked in, him and Savage were actually really fighting, really arguing. No, Come so on, so, so Randy Savage, the calm, cool, collected person that he was, what, you guys are arguing for real. But when the cameras walked in, he went straight to kayfabe. No, yeah. If you guys were really fighting, he would have beaten the. I'm not saying he, I look. I don't know who the tougher guy is. Maybe Hogan was tough. We don't know. But you think Savage wasn't going to fucking haul off and punch the guy in the face again? Yeah, come on. He Savage was nuts enough to do that. All right, I found it. I think this is the one, Tim. So, everybody, to give you a background, Bruiser Brody was the wrestler that got murdered in Puerto Rico by the invader. That's a big, it's a big story. Uh, research it on your own video. But basically, Dutch Mantel, Tony Atlas, uh, and a bunch of other American guys were there for this. Hogan was not there, nor did Hogan have any prior. Well, let's just, you see for yourself. When you were first getting going, how many different organizations were there? Were there like small local places? And then there's one big one that was on television. Like how many different organizations were there back then? Like when I grew up, I saw Florida championship wrestling, you know, and I saw that's the only thing I saw, you know? So that was like a local. Yeah. yeah it was just a local like, promotion. Was it cable back then? No, no, no. no. Regular it was just TV. local TV. And we didn't get channel 17 Ted Turner's cable. And we and at which the time didn't, I didn't, didn't know exist that there back was then. Madison Square Garden, New York territory. That is New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. And then there was like Minnesota, Vern Gagne's territory. Then there was Fritz von Eric, Dallas. Bill Watts had Louisiana. Michael LaBelle had LA. So there were all these little teeny territories, and all the all the promoters respected each other. So if Joe Rogan had Texas, I would never come in to Dallas and try to run a show in your area. There are these imaginary boundaries that you don't mm. cross your respect. 
that was Vince McMahon senior. Yeah. And he was loyal to all these promoters. And every once in a while, he's in like superstar Billy Graham down to Florida to wrestle or Ox Baker from New York down to wrestle. And we'd see these guys come in. And I didn't know where they came from, but they'd come in and the local hero like Dusty Rhodes would beat them up and they'd be gone. Mm. So I had no idea how the whole system worked. And all I saw was Florida Championship Wrestling. So after I got in and I figured out all these territories, you know, like I went to uh, Minnesota and wrestled and I went to North Florida, the Fuller Territory, which is Pecola and all through Mobile, Alabama and Birmingham, that small territory. I went to Memphis and worked for Lawler and Jerry Jarrett for a while. But then when I went to work for Vince Jr. and I went back after being fired and having my first run in New York, when I went back in 84 to beat the Iron Sheik, Vince wanted to cross all the all those imaginary boundaries, you know, and I went, wow, this is going to be dangerous. So Vince says, are you up for it? I said, yeah, I'll do it. And so Vince stayed in, in Connecticut in Greenwich in the office. And, you know, then I was booked in Lafayette, Louisiana. We pump our signal in there for like eight weeks. You know, prime examples, Kansas City. I don't know if you ever heard of a wrestler named Harley Race. Yeah, of course. NWA champion. No, here, this oh, might be worth hell, it. Listen to this. A snake. Great guy, though, okay? We pumped the signal into Kansas City for eight weeks. And Harley Race has been there like 18 years. He was the NWA champion. I'm the champion of the world, and he's a very proud and mean son of a boy. He wasn't the and champion. all of a sudden, here comes this blonde-haired idiot from New York going, hey, I'm the WWF champion. I'm the <laughs> WWE champion. I'm coming to Kemper Arena. And we're pumped the signal. So I come. I fly into town. And I show up about 2 in the afternoon. My guys call me. Harley Race came down here with a gun. He tried to light the ring on fire. Whoa. And the had the cops ran, ran him up, and they didn't arrest you, him. You hear Rogan? Oh. And they told me. Harley said, when I show up, he's going to kill you. So I go across the street and I go to the Rusty Scupper, this bar, right? And I'm no, I was notorious at the time for not kind of like being on time because the matches would start like at 7 30, 8 o'clock, and they wanted you to the building at 6 30. I'd come rolling at about 9 30, you know, after intermission, and I'd have time to put my boots on because I don't want to talk about wrestling. I just want to do it. Mm. You know, it's like playing guitar or anything that's like chess you think two three moves ahead just get to the point home. and so now i don't need to be at the building early i damn sure don't want to run at a harley race you know, this guy's gonna kill me i'm scared to death of him anyway i've known him since i was a kid you know so now i'm across the rusty scupper drinking bottles of wine drinking bottles of wine and now i gotta go to the building okay so now i go to the building and i had to go to the bathroom and my stomach was killing me so I'm sitting there on the toilet going to the bathroom. I don't know if you know a wrestler named Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Yep. Yep. Oh my God, the king's here. The king's here. He's going to kill you, Hogan. Davy Boy comes in and screams at me. It wasn't the king, man, then, by the way. wrestling yellow tights up. Don't even wipe my ass. You know, as fast as I could because I don't want to get caught with my pants down. How old was Davy Boy? I come blowing out of the bathroom. The Bulldogs were there in 86. And when Kemper he Arena, was like 22 and he goes, you know what? I should kill you, Hogan, for coming in here and doing this. And this is Harley Race talking to me. And then he puts the gun down. He goes, but I really need a job. Wow. Went, holy So, you know, ba holy basically, Tim. his hand, brother. Ba basically, Tim. Yeah. Hogan is taking credit for bringing Harley Race into the WWF back then. He went in, pulled a gun on him, and put the gun down and said, I need a job. I don't buy that one iota. I thought this was the Bruiser Brody one. Well, um, because because Holly Race 
couldn't get his own job with Vince McMahon in, in WWE. The legendary Harley Race couldn't get a job. Well, the the thing was is the territories were were, were come, as you know were coming to an end, and Harley you know wasn't really with the NWA at the moment, and he needed to. He, it was at the end of his career. He probably wanted to go up and get a payday, and of course Vince would want him. But it's like it's like, dude, come on, Hogan, you don't have to take credit for that. Like Harley Race speaks for himself. Like, well, by the way, I'll, I'll give you the last two if you want to look for the uh, the other one. Yeah, go uh, ahead. The, the last two were. Hogan claimed that the slam at WrestleMania 3 was a last-minute call. Now, again, he's muffling things up again. That's not true. No. He remembered the famous story is Andre refused to talk to Hogan about the match until the last minute. And then Andre called all the spots in the match. And at the last second, he called slam. It's a famous thing. Slam. Yeah. Hogan slammed him. So that's just like you're exaggerating. Of what happened, it wasn't a last minute idea. It was, no, Andre just called the fucking thing at the last second. Yeah. Um, and the last one, remember our WrestleMania thirty, Hogan came out, and then The Rock came out. Austin came out it was a great moment. Yeah. Hogan says he did not know that Austin and Rock were coming out after him. That it was a complete shock, and they kind of stole his thunder. The way, Me, but meanwhile, again, he keeps forgetting that Vince fucking films everything. If you watch the 24-hour thing of the special before WrestleMania 30, you catch the three of them backstage before the fucking segment. You even have Rock and Austin going over their little handshake they did. Yeah, it's but like, dude, why fucking why, dude? Why? The WWE has everything um, plotted out. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have been a surprise. No, no, no fucking way. That would have been a surprise. That is. Don't forget that segment took away. Famously took away the women's match, mm-hmm. got canceled because of that segment, and that, yep. that that led into the women's revolution. Yep. So it's a famous thing. So don't fucking tell me you didn't know that Rock and Austin <laughs> were going to follow you. It's such <laughs> a lie. It is. Oh, it's god awful horrible, dude. We've been an hour and eighteen, man. Listen, it's a lot of lies. <laughs> this is this is an hour and eighteen minutes worth of lies from Hogan. Um. Yeah. Shit. We might have to do Bash at the Beach the next one. If you want, I don't mind either way. Yeah, we might have to because I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta skate out of here in a minute. But um, yeah, we can do let's, a part uh, two. Let, let's do part two of this. Let's do. Let's just do Bash at the Beach its own show. We got because we're gonna have to cover the whole thing because there's so much to that. Like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a Montreal screw job light. Like you know what I mean? It uh, sounds good to me. I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah, let's do that. Let's devote like a whole show to that because we'll have fun with that too. Like. And plus, you know what I'll do? Because I, I was only ready for the Hogan part. I'll get all the matches for Bash at the Beach because you know, at that time, by that time, that had to be a ridiculous card, one of the worst cards in the history of man. I think it actually was. Yeah. So, was, so we'll we'll cover the whole Bash. It was okay, of, but I don't think it was great. I I think it's gonna be. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm not gonna look until we're ready for the show. Yeah, don't. But I, I'll agree with you. I think it all sucked. But yeah, let's do the whole Bash at the Beach. All right. So we'll next, so go we'll, off on it. All right. So next week we'll do the entire Bash at the Beach. That not just the. Uh, the the controversial match, yeah. Well, we're gonna do that next week. Then, because we said we ran an hour and twenty of just Hogan's lies, yeah, which is ridiculous. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll so we'll end it there. Uh, next Saturday is Crown Jewel, the most expensive fucking house show in the world. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sure me and Dave will pop up with a pre-show for that sometime next week. That's next Saturday at one o'clock. Don't forget because it's in Saudi. 
Mm-hmm. So one one o'clock we have you. I'm sure me and Dave and Eric are going to pop in on a Saturday. I know you work. I don't know, but if uh, not, I don't know, I might be around. I might be around. So yeah, I'm sure me and Dave will definitely do some kind of pre-show for that one cool. week from Saturday, and then yeah, next Tuesday we'll be back for finally Bash at the Beach 2000. We'll cover the entire pay-per-view of the mess and the Montreal Screwjob Part Two, basically. Yeah, we should detail the whole the whole thing, and because I think there's parts of it that will lead in that will tie into that. So yeah, plus I have the. Um, I have it on my phone because I can't find it on YouTube anywhere. I have the uh, network, the WCW uh, Monday Night War documentary. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have I have the original comments about Bash, which I said Hogan. That's where his story is completely different from that special to the Dark Side of the Ring thing. It's completely different. So that's why you don't know who to believe. But then Bishop, I don't know. We know what we'll talk about next week. Because I'm, I'm about to start yeah, talking. You're going to start going off on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any final words before we get the hell out of here? Um, no. I mean, this Hogan thing went further than I thought it would. I mean, we really, we really like nailed this guy to the wall, man. And it's, we're rightly so. Because, like, he just, my opinion is like, and I always say this, Tim, and you know, I always say this is, I want to keep my opinion of the guy in the ring and the guy outside of the ring. And this is why wrestling isn't the way it was anymore, because there's no kayfabe. Everybody is just makes themselves either look like an asshole or make yeah. themselves look like shit. It's like, like, yeah, I, I, still, I still want to meet him. I still, I still want to meet him. watching Hulk Hogan's matches. Yeah. I still enjoy the time that I grew up, but I don't care about this whole fuck. And then the fact that he's just a fucking liar. Like now, I'm no more invested in any of it. But I said now, next time I, I still want to go meet him if I can. I'll get all fucking misty yeah. eyed, misty eyed about it if I can. But holy yeah. shit, Hulk Hogan, my childhood. Fucking. That's why I turned heel in '85. I turned 85. heel. I, I, I turned heel in '80. Once I saw Randy Savage, man, I turned heel. So it was over. It was over after that. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yep, they're my thoughts. So. so you know, but I was a Hulkamaniac for for a good two years. So I wasn't a huge Hulkamaniac. I was a Piper guy. I appreciated Hogan, um, and I love the Hulkamania shirt. Um, but like, I was always a Piper. Then I was a Warrior. I was always a Von Erich guy, even from the because I watched the territories. So, but anyway. oh, good night, thank you, sir. Good night, Raul. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, everything is. Uh, next week we'll talk about Bash. Uh, you said that we have the uh, pre-show for Crown Jewel Survivor Series around the corner. They're starting to heat that up with the Raw for SmackDown bullshit going on. Uh, don't forget all the other stuff we got going on on Sports My Conduct. I believe is tomorrow night covering all sports. Oh, cool. um, right now, if you want to ex- exit this and going back into YouTube, is uh, Granny's PC. They're out there talking about a couple shows that are on. I don't know what movie they're covering, but they're on right now uh, simultaneously with us. Uh, yeah, they look for all the oh, other cool. shows. A lot of the other shows have vanished, so I don't know what the, yeah, we're, don't, promo- we're promoting yeah, over here. So yeah, well, from now Speaking on, really- if you have an idea for a show. Contact us. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll pass it on to the boss because we need more content on here. We, we need more content. But, yeah. So bring it on. We need and A to Z is coming back, so don't worry about that. A to Z is coming back, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that because we have a lot of shit to say that's been going oh, on boy, in the world. We, yes, I'm just waiting. Eric, I'm not going to lie. I've been waiting for your show to come back just to let loose on a ton of <laughs> you fun need to, going you on need in to the unload. world. <laughs> you need to so unload. So much going on Good. in the world. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. I'm just going to sprout. Like, I'm just going to sprout like, 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 like a Tourette's guy. Just sprout out things and 
we'll see what sticks and see what doesn't stick. I'm I'm just gonna give you the floor to let it out, man, because I got a feeling <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, it's it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty at all. <laughs> so uh yeah, so look forward to the shows, popculturepros.com, YouTube. We are everywhere, all your audio streaming, we're there, video streaming, we are there. Check out all our shows. We are awesome. Plenty of giveaways on the site for all kinds of movie tickets. We got them all. Uh, yeah, so make sure you pay attention for us. Yeah, pay attention. Help us grow. Uh, uh, ultimately, helping us grow helps you get stuff. So That's right. Yeah, The movie tickets right now, I believe, are for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. He has tickets for them. So email Steve Farachi. I want my goddamn tickets. And yeah, where the fuck maybe, are they? Maybe you'll get them. Maybe, maybe not. Get them. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Don't tell them we sent you, though, because... We, then you'll never gonna, get him. We're probably going to be in trouble for playing that yeah. clip already. So. Probably. And then I already heard the boycott for Eagles fans, so I'm fucking in the doghouse anyway. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We will see you next Tuesday, Bash the Beach 2000. Have a good night, everybody. Be there. <laughs>